Hi, my name is Sharia, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Aviation Files, the best podcast for all aviation enthusiasts. In today's episode, we will cover ANA's third A380 rejoining the fleet, Pakistani International Airlines' inability to pay fuel bills, Heathrow's new CEO, and the increase of drug smuggling in Seoul Airport. All Nippon Airways, ANA, is celebrating a significant milestone as it marks 25 years of providing service to Hawaii. In response to the growing demand for flights to the 50th U.S. state, the airline has decided to expand its service by introducing three daily flights connecting Tokyo, Japan to Honolulu. This expansion not only commemorates ANA's enduring presence in the Hawaiian market, but also signifies the airline's commitment to serving its passengers effectively. To add to the celebration, ANA has unveiled its third Airbus A380, affectionately known as the Flying Honu. This Airbus A380 will operate between Narita International Airport, NRT, in Tokyo and Daniel K. Inoue International Airport, HNL, in Honolulu. The aircraft's colorful livery, reminiscent of a Hawaiian sea turtle, Honu, showcases the airline's dedication to offering a unique and visually appealing travel, travel experience. ANA's journey to Hawaii began in 1998, and over the years they have proudly served millions of passengers on thousands of flights along this route. Toshio Nomura, executive vice president of ANA The Americas, emphasized the importance of the Hawaii market for the airline, highlighting the role it plays in connecting Japan to Hawaii, two popular tourist destinations. The third flying Honu A380 took off uh, on its inaugural flight from NRT to HNL with flight number NH182, departing at 2124 local time and covering the journey in just over seven hours, landing at 931 on a Friday morning. The return flight, NH181, departed from HNL at 1304 and it was scheduled to land at NRT the following Saturday, with a flight duration of approximately eight hours. This new addition, registered as JA383A, joins ANA's existing A380 fleet, which includes JA381A and JA382A. All three aircraft are relatively new, with JA381A being just over five years old and JA382A and JA383A both aged four years. ANA's commitment to passenger satisfaction extends beyond aircraft and aesthetics. The Airbus A380s provide sample provide ample seating capacity, which, when combined with ANA's flights between Haneda Airport and Honolulu, operated by the Boeing 787-9, significantly bolsters the airline's presence on this route. Moreover, ANA is set to further enhance its seat capacity by the end of the year with the introduction of a third daily flight between Tokyo and Honolulu. Starting on December 6th, one flight will be operated between HND and HNO, with two Two daily flights will be scheduled between NRT and HNL, making travel between Japan and Hawaii even more accessible for passengers. ANA continues to prioritize safety, comfort, and exceptional service, ensuring that passengers experience the best in-class travel when flying to and from Hawaii on its flying Hanu A380s. Next, let's move to Pakistan, where Pakistani International Airlines is having some financial troubles. Pakistan International Airlines, PIA, faced the spotlight this week due to the cancellation of numerous domestic and international flights, primarily because they couldn't cover their fuel bills. PIA, a state-owned carrier, has a history of mismanagement, burdening the Pakistani government with debt and even requiring a bailout from the International Monetary Fund, IMF, to avoid loan default. The fuel shortage 
resulted from unpaid dues to the state-owned fuel supplier Pakistani State Oil, PSL, which suspended fuel provision to PIA. Passengers affected by these cancellations were accommodated on alternative flights. Some flights at Karachi International Airport experienced delays, and domestic routes like Sukkur and Faisalabad were impacted. Islamabad also saw disruptions in domestic services. Prime Minister Anwarul Haqqar expressed concern over PIA's financial situation and urged the privatization of the airline to enhance its reliability and bring it up to international standards. Despite rumors of potential shutdown in December, PIA intends to continue its operations, managing with its current revenue to cover staff salaries and operational expenses. Now, let's look at a major change in Heathrow's management. London Heathrow's airport recently got a new CEO. As Thomas Woldby embarks on his role as a new chief executive officer of London's Heathrow Airport, LHR, the United Kingdom's primary air hub is anticipating a promising future under his leadership. Woldby has taken the reins from his predecessor, John Holland Kai, who announced his resignation in February after a distinguished tenure spanning over nine years. John Holland Kai led London Heathrow Airport through a period of substantial growth in the mid to late 2010s, positioning it as a global aviation hub. However, his leadership also navigated the airport through the challenging times brought by the COVID-19 pandemic in the early 2020s. In response to these challenges, Heathrow embarked on a commendable journey of recovery in recent times. The appointment of Thomas Woldby as the new CEO was announced five months after Holland Kai's departure was made public in July. Woldby's impressive background in the European commercial aviation sector, having previously served as a CEO of Copenhagen Kastrup Airport, CPH, for 11 years, has positioned him well to lead Heathrow into the new era. As Woldby settles into his new role, London Heathrow Airport has expressed great optimism about the future under his leadership. They anticipate this change as a new chapter that will drive innovation in passenger service, sustainability, and overall growth at the airport over the next decade. Woldby is eager to take on the challenge of making Heathrow an even more significant and efficient hub in the aviation industry. In the initial stages of his tenure, Woldby will be focusing on meeting with various individuals who play a crucial role in ensuring the smooth operation of London Heathrow Airport. Looking ahead, the facility has outlined several key projects for him to oversee, including the implementation of a next-generation security program and a new baggage system for Terminal 2. These initiatives aim to enhance passenger experience for op- and operational efficiency. Despite the significant impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic on the aviation industry, London Heathrow Airport has shown resilience and recovery. The airport's passenger numbers rebounded from 19.4 million in 2021 to 61.6 million in 2022. There is optimism that the airport will continue on this upward trajectory and come closer to its pre-pandemic peak of about 80 million passengers this year. However, it's worth noting that London Heathrow is mindful of the potential impact of airline fee reductions on its future investments. As reported by Simple Flying, this is a concern that the airport is monitoring as we seek to balance recovery and financial stability in the post-pandemic landscape. Thomas Woldby's leadership will be crucial in addressing these challenges while steering London Heathrow Airport toward continued success. Finally, let's talk about the drug smuggling that is happening at Seoul's International Airport. 
Following the removal of COVID-19 restrictions in South Korea last October, Seoul Incheon International Airport has experienced a concerning surge in attempts to bring illegal drugs into the country. This situation has prompted the need for closer examination of the reasons behind this increase and better understanding of both the drug trade and counter-drug efforts in the region. According to a report from the Yonhap News Agency, the volume of narcotics smuggled into South Korea via Incheon International Airport, situated to the west of Seoul, has grown significantly. Representative Maeng Sung-kyu of the main opposition Democratic Party, citing data from the Korean Korea Customs Service revealed that the amount of narcotics smuggled increased from 129,362 grams in 2020 to staggering 538,241 grams in 2022. Moreover, in the first seven months of the current year, 311,187 grams of narcotics, valued at approximately $17.8 million, were successfully intercepted at the country's primary gateway airport. The correlation between the lifting of restrictions on entry at South Korean airports, including Incheon International Airport, ICN, and the rise of narcotics smuggling is quite evident. The reduction in passenger numbers due to border restrictions and enhanced security checks may have emboldened drug traffickers, leading to an increase in smuggling activities. Some specific cases of smuggling, such as the reported involvement of a multinational gang in smuggling 74 kilograms of methamphetamines, Methamphetamines from Malaysia have raised questions about airport security procedures. Allegations of customs officers at International Airport assisting the smugglers have further underscored the need for rigorous scrutiny and improvement in security protocols. However, it's important to note that drug smuggling through air travel is not unique to South Korea. The issue is a global concern with countries like the United States, Australia, and many others facing the challenge of busting drug traffickers who attempt to bring in hundreds of kilograms of illegal substances each year. In a particularly alarming incident, an attempt at drug smuggling in July even turned violent as a detained smuggler managed to grab an officer's gun and open fire before being subdued. To combat drug smuggling effectively, authorities have employed various strategies. One approach involves electronic scanning of luggage to detect improper substances such as drugs or explosives. This method has been considerable has been has seen considerable success in the United States, though the efforts of the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, another widely employed tactic is the use of specially trained dogs to sniff out drugs and other security threats. Canine units are utilized worldwide, with notable cases of successful drug busts in countries like India and Guam. In light of the escalating drug smuggling incidents throughout Inter- Incheon International Airport, it is clear that more robust border enforcement strategy is necessary. This effort should not only involve enhancing security measures, but also focusing on deterrence to dissuade potential criminals from exploiting international air travel routes for illegal drug drug trafficking. Strengthening South Korean border security at the country's major airports like Incheon International Airport is is paramount to maintaining the safety and integrity of the nation's borders. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to support my podcast by following it on whatever platform you're listening to this on, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. To further support my podcast, please make sure to follow my Instagram at The Aviation Files. Until next time.